0: Go to CloudOptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's CloudOptimizer.com.
2: Hello and welcome everyone to Active Quest episode 119. My name is Chris Penwell and I am joined by Josh Nichols. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well, doing well, and I'm doing extra good today because we have a special guest, Eldar. How's it going, sir? What's Why up? Introduce yourself to the world.
1: Oh man, I, I, I didn't really have an introduction planned, but um, I'm Eldar. I am a video game producer out of Dallas, Texas, and a author out of Dallas, Texas, And I play a lot of single player games. Um, I don't really like battle royales. And my favorite game of all time is Dark Cloud 2. I think that's a great game. That's a great great intro,
2: yeah. And I I need to play more of that, actually. I need to get back (sighs) to that. I I hope it works for the PS5 because it's been having troubles with PS2 games that are on PS4.
1: No, you're good. I can say that uh, Dark Cloud 1, I haven't tried 2 yet, but Dark Cloud 1 runs beautifully on PS5. The volume is still way too loud, and you can't change
2: it. (laughs) Oh, weird. So you just have to turn it down on your TV or your headphones or whatever? Every time,
1: yeah.
3: I like how on uh, It's not Dark Cloud, it's Skies of Arcadia, but like, you know, old RPG. I like how in Skies of Arcadia you could tell when you're about to have a combat encounter because the disc would start to spin loud. <laughs> I, I miss stuff like that in games, when you could tell it was going to happen because of the system making a noise.
1: Man, That's I a- miss i miss guys of arcadia that's a, a good, that good drink you need a
3: game. remaster of that even if it's just like a you know a quote-unquote lazy one where they just like up it and that'd be fine it's a good game
0: mm-hmm.
2: so last week guys i asked uh, josh what pokemon would he put into his taco so this week i'm gonna ask you what video game character would you hang out with at, <laughs> with a coffee or something like that at a cafe.
0: Are you asking Josh or are you asking me?
2: Um, both, both of you. Yeah. I, uh, okay.
1: I the first. Yeah. <laughs> who would I hang out with? Okay, so I want to set the I want to set the stage up because you're hanging out with them and getting coffee, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So I gotta
1: I gotta temper that, right? I can't yeah. do like Belial from Diablo because he would destroy the coffee shop. So it has to be <laughs> like a human that's kind of like relatively relaxed. You know who would be cool? Mm. I don't. I feel like this is going to be a weird one but maybe you guys might vibe with it. Oren from Final Fantasy X. Hmm.
2: Yeah, dude, he has so many stories to tell. He's already like Yeah. Like in a sl- his
1: arms in a sling, right? He's he's kind of like automatically in coffee mode. And I feel like he would impart a lot of wisdom and ha- like have a lot of really cool stories to tell. I got to go with Oren.
2: Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. Oh my god. <laughs> Josh,
0: uh,
3: Josh. I'm gonna go Crash Bandicoot after a bath and I say after a bath because I want him to get into my giant coffee cup and spin it to like stir it up real good but I don't want like you know like metal shards from enemies and like you know old wampa fruit pieces inside my coffee
1: this implies that Crash Bandicoot is like three inches tall no
3: no I'll have to get a giant coffee cup
1: yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah otherwise it wouldn't work <laughs> okay 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 i'm on board i'm on board an acceptable answer also would have been pyramid head
3: oh yeah not <laughs> chris is like it's it's i'm good there
2: no, I'm, I'm good i don't want to die thank you i hadn't so... played silent hill until <laughs> more
3: recently and i was like oh my god i didn't realize how creepy these games are I lo- like i love it but like i you know for me it was always like oh this is Konami's resident evil no this is something completely different
2: do you do you think it's coming back do you have that feeling that Sony and Konami are planning something? Me- no, you? I don't I don't think so at all. I no. hope, but
3: yeah, it's kind of hard to, to, to hope because, I mean, Konami's not really using any of their stuff, well, like even like Castlevania, like that's like, you know, one of their biggest IPs and they're not even using that for anything.
2: They said they have plans in advance that like, coming, you know, they said they're going to bring out their big IP at some point this year at E3. I think it was originally, but they're going to do it later uh so who knows what they're going to do with their properties they haven't been in the gaming business for a while but i at least wish they just d- leased them out to somebody yeah, like hey we're I not going to make a silent hill whole game well, but I do you think want that's to? happening i i think we'll see that i think we'll see castlevania with a new developer maybe from software um, oh that would be cool yeah i would love that <laughs> and then uh metal gear solid with someone else maybe blue point working on mgs one remake or something like that
3: I want the Luigi's Mansion team to make a Metal Gear game. <laughs> That's what I want. I want it to be animated in the same graphical style too. I want, you know, I want some Mario themed Metal Gear.
2: I, I think know. there'd be a riot in the streets if that happened.
3: Probably, but I'd be really happy because I'd be playing like Troublesome Toad. It'd be like <laughs> a Metal Gear Toad spinoff.
2: Regardless of that weird question, uh, let's move on to the main show. So. Uh, we'll be talking all about uh, PlayStation's new partnership with Discord, uh, Nintendo's next big Switch title being uh, a learning t- device, learning tool for budding game designers. Uh, Epic Games versus Apple court hearing, which is um, going to be huge. And could, like, if th- this goes over well for Epic, it could mean a lot of big changes for the industry and uh your listener questions as well um like how do i make my own tea and um, do you think a resident evil game could ever come close to resident evil 2 remake uh we'll also be talking about talking about resident evil uh, resident evil village and um josh will be talking more about new pokemon snappers he's been writing a lot of guides for that game
0: mm.
2: so are you guys ready i am ready Yes. Fantastic. We always Uh, forget
3: to mention Joseph's absence when he's not here. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Joseph. Just kind of like go on without him. And then we're like, oh, yeah, that's right. You have probably noticed you're not hearing Joseph.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Joseph. Yeah, he is away. Uh, We're looking forward to having you back, Joseph. Um, But, you know, it's awesome having Eldar on this episode, I think, too. I'm here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In audio form. It's
2: great. (laughs) We can see the video of you, but they can't see it but I'm uh, yeah i can't see that lego hair either because we're on um yeah i gotta get a webcam yeah you need to get a webcam i need to see your lovely lovely lego hair josh (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah there's big news from playstation this week so there's a new partnership with discord happening i'm just going to go over the letter that jim ryan the president and ceo uh shared um he says At PlayStation, we're constantly looking for new ways to enable players around the world to connect with one another, form new friendships and communities, and share fun experiences and lasting memories. It's in this spirit that we're excited to announce a new partnership with Discord, the communication service popularized by gamers and used by more than 140 million people every month around the world. Uh, together, our teams are already hard at work connecting Discord with your social and gaming experience on PlayStation Network. Our goal is to bring Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year, allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out, have fun, and communicate more easily while playing games together um and then there's a bunch of marketing speak so i guess we don't have to go into that uh so guys what do you think about this partnership it's it's very exciting in my view but let's hear from you first i'm
3: hoping that it means that it's happening on all systems it doesn't seem like it's exclusive to playstation i hope because this would be great to replace uh, game chat for like crossplay stuff you know it'd be much better to instead of having to like do the activision accounts and epic accounts and it'd be great to just be like hey let's jump into a lobby and then just jump into a discord call with your friends Uh, a lot of people use discord for chat on pc games already yep so it'd be nice to just do that in consoles too
2: and also with cross play um uh, around, you know, it'd be nice just to connect with people on PC and maybe Xbox at some point. You know, like uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be wonderful just to talk to you. Yeah, and even if you weren't playing a having game, have two headsets connected at the same time, yeah, like, it would hey, still be awesome. cool to be
3: like, Hey, I'm okay, playing yeah. Sea of Thieves, you're playing, you know, God of War, let's let's hang out and talk and play a game. Like, that'd be cool.
2: Well, what do you think, Eldar? Is this big news?
1: i think so but i think for a reason that's a little bit that's hitting on a few different points than you guys have already hit on so one thing that i've noticed um in the dallas um game development scene is that we are seeing an influx of developers going to discord studios in the north texas metroplex for game development purposes so Mm -hmm. while um so there are active game development studios headed by the discord i don't know if it's a conglomerate corporation whatever it is but i can confirm that discord and you know i don't really know if there are articles out there talking about this there might be but discord is in the market for getting into game development and so i think that we're seeing a really smart sony this year um i know that a lot of people kind of blundered on them for their announcement regarding the last of us uh part 1 remake and that being said i think we're still i think we're seeing a sony that is striving to reach more of a modern, um, look about itself. Um, there are partnerships and, and, and their different, um, what's it called? Like the th- their third party partnerships with Spotify, with, um, YouTube and different streaming, uh, apps kind of are saying like, yeah, we're in the market of, you know, first party games, but we're also looking to have, you know, kind of a, a pretty sophisticated console. So I think, yeah, you're going to see Discord on PlayStation, which I think is a pretty obvious move for console manufacturers, right? Because Mm -hmm. for the longest time, you've seen Discord kind of, in, in, in the public conscious, be this desktop, iOS, Android sort of like app that doesn't really have much to do with consoles at all. So PlayStation being first and foremost in that space is a really smart move. But the only thing that I'm unsure of is whether or not they're actively... Trying to hit the communication platform of Discord or the game development side of platform. One hundred percent sure.
2: Yeah, doesn't Discord have a service called Nitro or something like that? Maybe they could integrate that into PlayStation too. So they like PlayStation could have its own Xbox Game Pass, but with partnering with Discord as well. Um, I think that'd be quite interesting.
1: Is do you know if it's a Discord to Sony direct partnership? Like, is there is there room for Microsoft to get? In on this, or is it just Sony? Or,
2: um, they didn't say it was exclusive or anything. I know Sony has uh, put in a minority stake into the company, I believe. Um, hopefully, it's
3: like Spotify, where like that was only on PlayStation for like a year or so, or maybe two years, and then eventually it was on other stuff. Yeah, so maybe Sony's like making it easy for them to get into the console space, you know, throwing some money and exclusivity in the process. And then, do you think it'll ever come to Switch? It'd be
2: nice. I I don't know if it will, just because Nintendo very family friendly. They don't want any outside um, factors in terms of like their family friendly contents, and yeah, you know, they don't I want. Right. That's too bad. bad. I, I don't like their
3: their uh, their app and their voice chat. Yeah, so <laughs> This would be it's nice terrible. to get to use instead.
2: There was that
1: Nintendo back in the late 3ds, or you know, in uh, the Wii U sort of stage of Nintendo where you saw like the Netflix app and you saw the YouTube app and that's still there but yeah. that, but Nintendo hasn't really been super friendly towards third-party apps in the past
0: yeah
2: I think it's because they mainly see themselves as a gaming platform and nothing else yeah. um, I, I don't think they want to expand into mobile apps like discord or youtube well they've got youtube but i know, hope like they don't because they like eldar mentioned Disney they Plus. started to
3: kind of branch out into that stuff on the wii u i hope that they don't like oh that that was a failure so these things are a failure because the wii u may have you know <laughs> failed but it wasn't because of you know stuff like miiverse or the nintendo tv app it wasn't because of stuff like that it was just because of the messaging and the marketing and second and third party support like you know miiverse and stuff like that was really cool in fact the nintendo tv app which was spelled T V I I, uh <laughs> i really liked that app because it basically did like the um A- apple does it in their stuff and amazon does it their stuff but basically you subscribe to your stuff and link it and then you can go to like your apple tv app and your, all of your stuff's in there so like That's movies trying- anywhere
1: kind of sounds like
3: yeah and it was it was really cool it was and it felt really ahead of it you know time like you know on on uh, especially from nintendo like the fact that you could just launch this app and be like what's on in my app like i don't know i hope that they kind of go back to that stuff but i don't i think chris you're probably right they're probably gonna just keep yeah, focusing on. that's not
2: their market That yeah. xbox and playstation have that market down right and i feel going back to playstation i think this discord integration will bring back the communities feature that ps4 had before it was mm-hmm. taken down yeah I think we'll we'll definitely see it on p s five because you know what it
1: reminds me of. do you guys remember on xbox three sixty whenever um i think really early on in the three sixties lifespan there was m s n messenger integration
0: oh, it, was sort yeah. of this, it was this really? awful
1: thing yeah, remember, it was awful <laughs> and um they really they didn't support it for very long as far as I can remember, but i mean like i'm I'm just trying to wrap my head around how. Sony wants to play uh, Discord integration with their consoles. Or yeah, they already have a built-in, you know, chat system, party system. Like, what good does it do them really? Like, other than like integrating their technology, uh, it makes me. It really makes me wonder. Like, is this more about the game development side of?
3: Which of- would kind of make sense, like you were saying, because what if their plans are were tripling down on? you know, making big giant blockbusters. But hey, we're going to pay all these smaller companies to make stuff like, you know, Patapon and LocoRoco. Like, that that would be really cool. I would like to to see that. And that would be a good way for them to be like, we're focusing on our big games that we're putting a lot of money into, but we're also making worthwhile investments in other companies to make those other games too.
2: We're also seeing PlayStation's back catalog on PC too. So Days Gone, I think, has come out or will be coming out very shortly. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's done very well on Steam, so maybe that's a play as well with Discord. Yeah. So there's more connectivity there. That's more like PlayStation owns stats rather than them lying on Steam and other places that they don't trust to work with them. Right. I don't know. Yeah, You're, interesting you, to see.
1: We're seeing a we're seeing a modern PlayStation, a much more modern centered PlayStation than we did back when, um, you know, Kaz Harai was president, right? Back in like the PS3 days where PlayStation, right. PlayStation didn't really have an interest in messing with third-party apps or, you know, partnerships with non-gaming companies at all, right? Now, maybe that's Jim Ryan's influence, you know, maybe because he's not much of a gamer, you're you're seeing more of a tech, you know, sort of like integration. And it's interesting. Which
3: is Which is smart. Xbox, when they first tried to start that kind of conversation with the Xbox one's reveal, they overbet on the prominence and integration of TV and tech, but they were right in that, like pretty soon this will be the box that you use in your living room. They just put all their eggs in that basket and, you know, forgot about the game part. So it makes sense for Sony to be looking in that direction and be like, Hey, you know, we've got all this other stuff on happening around games in that conversation because you know that is that is a big thing, like streaming and communicating and 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 playing a game and watching a game and playing a game and talking to a friend. Like that's that's a part of gaming now. And so, it, it like you said, it's smart they're making these investments and looking that way because PlayStation's got the games thing figured out. They've had that figured out forever.
2: Well, I would say yes, they do have it figured out, but they don't have a very good trajectory, in my opinion. They're still sticking to the same stuff. They're still sticking to the same familiar kind of games. So I think that's gonna tire some people at, at some point um but hopefully this yeah.
3: this discord thing has something to do with game development then because i would love Maybe. to see you know i, just, hitting that I might be
2: wrong about that i don't know but... i just wonder if we'll see you, you know
1: you guys remember whenever sony bought in on gaikai right and turned it into basically okay. transformed into playstation now like are we gonna yeah, see that's right. Yeah. Are we going are we going to see Sony integrate Discord's technology with with their voice communication platform and make it more robust or are we going to see um you know like on the PlayStation 5's dashboard you got games, you got media like like how much focus are we going to see you know Discord right. have? I don't know. But having a games and a media bar, not bar, whatever. Having a games portion of the UI and a media portion of the UI does signify and and kind of communicate this message of we're a multi-entertainment platform in your living room, which right. I think is what Xbox is trying to do back in two thousand thirteen. It's
2: it's kind of weird though because they took down all the movies and t- they're going to take down all the movies and TV maybe this and is why. There. Maybe it's because they're cool.
3: changing and transforming into different kind of direction. Maybe,
2: maybe, yeah. Uh, but we we going to move on here. Um, and hopefully, uh, Nintendo is uh, going to transform people's minds. Um with this new game that's coming out so it's called game builder garage or garage wherever uh place you hail from um so i've got an article from the verge here uh, andrew webster wrote this so i'll just read a little bit here nintendo's next game for the switch is one you build yourself today The company revealed Game Builder Garage, a new software title that's designed to teach beginners the basics of programming and game design. It utilizes visual programming, has pre-built lessons and games, um, and will be launching on the Switch next month. Game Builder Garage appears to build off of some of the ideas featured in past Nintendo projects like the DIY series of Labo Experiences and Super Mario Maker. The core of the experience is a playful visual programming programming language that utilizes cute characters called nodon that you can move around and assign properties to for instance once you insert a character node you can attach a stick node and assign the switch's joystick to control left and right movement um and then the the nintendo says that there are dozens of these nodon each with different characteristics um so I, i guess we could stop there um there's all sorts of different like up control options like the touchscreen joycon controllers and and even a usb mouse and then there's like a lesson mode there's seven pre-built pre-made games in there there's it's quite a bit there just to teach kids how to how to build uh games and maybe not even kids just kids maybe it's um people who are interested in games and think oh maybe i could check this out. maybe I could learn a bit of game design from this. So um Eldar, as you're the game developer here, um let us know what you think of this.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh yeah, I'll chime in first, then we can we can hop over to Josh. But um so I I I did see this I I saw Nintendo announce this a few a few days ago earlier this week. And uh the first thing that I, I noticed and I started kind of asking the trailer was what kind of coding is this going to teach? And they they make a point in communicating it's visual coding now being that it is visual coding it doesn't teach you any of the intricacies of actual uh scripting language so mm-hmm. stuff like python java c++ like you're not gonna learn any of that here which makes me think that this is primarily aimed towards kids and i think that fits nintendo's model um pretty perfectly i i'm, I'm kind of interested in this like as somebody that grew up playing like rpg maker dreams and recently I played, um, what is it, uh, Indie Dev Simulator or whatever like that, which was more on the business side of things rather than like oh. actual like game development. Yeah. Uh, that's on Mac. That one's really fun. You can, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. Like you make like business decisions. But um, cool. yeah, I just wonder like what kind of explorative freedom that they'll give the player. Like I saw the trailer, and I saw how basically it was kind of handling like, like the logic. It was like a simplified logic program in unity right it was kind of just like this connects here and it tells this node what this node does and i was like okay that's pretty cool it's kind of it kind of reminded me of the of the dreams tutorial and like you can make some really incredible stuff in dreams but dreams didn't do well and so i wonder if this teaches you logic and visual coding visual programming what's it going to let you create and unfortunately in this trailer it showed you the 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 editing scripture Uh, and tools, but not any of the creations.
0: So I'm a little worried,
1: like, is this going to let you run with it? Like Labo, as an example, right? Labo, um, its use case was always kind of weird to me because, like, the creation part was fun, but they advertised it very creative heavy. Like, this is yours. I'm like, no, this is not mine. This is, it's like building a Gundam model kit. Like, it's predetermined by the developer. So there's not a lot of creative freedom here. But with this, per- with, but with this game, game from Nintendo, like I just wonder, you know, what's it gonna let me make? And if it's gonna make me le- make some cool stuff on the Switch, that's kind of cool. But I don't think it'll sell well. Josh, what do you think?
3: Um, I'm thinking kind of what you're thinking. I'm, I'm hoping this is backed well and that it succeeds because it has the potential to be really cool. But I could also see it kind of being like Labo, where it kind of you know has huge potential, and then kind of fizzles out because it's not. You know, supported super well. Um, I saw a joke online where someone's saying the ultimate way to test the game out would be to get a DRM takedown for making a Metroid game. (laughs) And I thought that was really funny.
2: I think, honestly, it's a huge mistake from Nintendo not to utilize their IP. Like, say, hey, you can make a Metroid game, just make it in this, you know, or a Zelda game or a Mario game, you know? Like, you it's could suddenly do that. I
1: didn't well, see I didn't any know. Nintendo characters. And as, no. a, as a, from a company that's, you know, pretty OK with using like Labo with Mario Kart and using, you know, I mean, for for Christ's sake, you know, Super Mario Maker exists, right? Yeah. The fact that this game uses a different UI and none of the creators, it just kind of makes me it's it, it seems really random. Especially since Mario Maker was
3: like ridiculously popular. Like that was like, yeah, I, I worked at GameStop when that came out and like people came in to buy Wii U for that game. When like before that game came out, people were like, "Oh, I already have a Wii at home." Like, you know, like they didn't even know what the Wii U was. But Mario Maker sold Wii U. So I'm I'm yeah, I don't get it. Like, why aren't you just translating this already existing framework and user interface and characters and stuff right into this? It doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're you know a young uh, gaming enthusiast and you're thinking about getting into design, I don't know if uh, like I don't know who the audience is really for this because I don't know if it's really anybody above sixteen, because anybody above sixteen is already starting to you know do you know very small code reviews and you know start learning actual like language. So, so if it's for kids, it, it it's not presented in a creative way, right? Right. So it's, it's kind of in this weird middle. So I'm kind of iffy on this. It, it's like they're it selling
3: it to to us, but it's not for us.
1: Yeah, like did you guys ever? Did you guys did you guys play Dreams? Um, yeah.
3: I didn't personally play it, but I I watched I I watched a lot of like you know creations people made in YouTube, and it looked really neat. When the right when when the right people are making the right stuff, of course. Like there were a lot of there were a lot of really dumb things, but there was also like, hey, I made Mario sixty four in Dreams, and like that was really cool. But
2: there that are, was part are. of its downfall, I think, because, because like people kept making copies of games, and it made this, like, the, the game itself, the service, look incredibly cheap. That's why I stopped playing it, because I kept seeing these crappy mm-hmm. redos of games I already own. I'm like, why would I do that? I want to play your creative spark. I want to play your games rather than someone i mean game.
3: sony could have used that and place a backward compatibility look we had somebody remake all of our old games and dreams and if you want to play the ps1 ps2 and ps3 library you got to play it in dreams
1: i have asked a few of my coworkers, like what do they think of like games that let you make games and the general consensus is it's mostly can we curse on here Yeah. Can I say can I say bullshit? Oh, it's mostly bullshit because none of the stuff really it gets your creative mind kind of churning, right? But none of it translates to any like actual corollary skills that you can use in a studio. So it's always the question of like who is this for? What does this accomplish? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: It doesn't Uh, seem like it's easy to make games in there too, especially if you're somebody who makes games, because you're not like you said, you're not using the right it's not the same language. It's like someone who doesn't know how to make games but would want to fuck around and make a game. Dreams is made for them, but the people that like, want to create something that, like you know, they have a background in games, it's, 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 the tools aren't really optimized for them.
2: Do you find it mildly irritating that they're working on these games like Mario Kart Tour and, and this and Labo instead of, like, I don't know, a Star Fox or an um, a F-Zero or a Kid Icarus or anything like that? Do you find that a bit annoying? I am not
1: informed well enough to know who is what, what particular studio of right. Nintendo's is working on this. But either way, Nintendo is not directing funds towards a new F Zero, and they are doing this weird game development thing. So, yeah. of course, of course, I am. I mean, like, I would love a new, you know, Mario and Luigi uh, Superstar Saga, Super so- Superstar Saga, or you know, uh, I know they're working on Metroid Prime Four, but you know, directing, you know, uh, costs towards like a Metroid trilogy or something on. So, so, yeah, there's a lot of, I think I agree with you. There's a lot of better places that the money could flow.
0: <laughs> yeah. or,
3: or in addition to like, cool, make your little game, you know, development game. Sure, fine. But can you also pay someone to make a Kid Icarus game and an F-Zero game? Pool? I don't
0: exactly. know why they don't just get
3: Sega to make F-Zero. Didn't Sega do the GameCube one and it's like yeah, the best did, yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, like just pay
1: Sega to yeah. make that. Here's where I'm thinking, here's here's my th- theory on why this game exists, and I think it's because some marketing gurus hire up at whatever sort of firm Nintendo employs to tell them what games they should make said, hey, Roblox just had their initial IPO, right? Oh. Sorry, it was redundant. <laughs> I said initial, initial. They just had their IPO, and it's booming. We should also try yeah. something that lets people make creative stuff. And for whatever reason, instead of going, hey, let's do Mario Maker 3, they went with this weird thing that I just don't.
3: Or let's do Nintendo don't... Roblox. Like, let's literally just give people the tools to make Roblox mode type stuff. But, you know, like you, like you mentioned earlier, like, why aren't the Nintendo assets in here? Yeah,
1: you know? like, this, this is the, this is, like, one of the only Nintendo things that's been announced in pretty recent memory that I did kind of raise an eyebrow to. I was like, just keep doing Labo. Labo's really cool. Yeah. First of all, nobody is doing stuff like Labo. With a little more evolution in how they integrate Labo
0: with stuff. Yeah.
2: How the heck is a new Pokemon Snap in Labo VR? I'm just saying. That sounds
1: insane. And it sounds like it could have been possible.
3: They could have just been like, hey, we have an optional Labo kit where you can make a little camera and you can hold it up to the screen. Yeah. They have that.
1: It's, it's so bizarre. <laughs> Nintendo makes a lot of odd decisions, but I mean there is you know, there's obviously some game dev magic and marketing mm-hmm. magic in the back. And I mean I've been I've I've called the shot a hundred percent wrong with, you know, um uh, with Nintendo stuff. I said that Kid Icarus Uprising was gonna be the best-selling 3DS game of all time. Now look at me, a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: still wish they would port that to the Switch and just I think have it, so you know well like the gyro controls and the and the you know and the, the controllers because Kid Icarus yeah. Uprising is such a good game. Like oh, it's yeah. it's it's like it's got issues, sure, and it wasn't a portable game for sure, but <laughs> it's a good game.
2: <laughs> it would be fixed on the Switch. Like you yeah. have dual analog sticks it would work perfectly fine. And then everyone <laughs> will stop yelling
3: about a new Star Fox game because that's close
1: enough,
0: you know. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> what, what's been kind of the public reception around this uh game game builder uh, i don't see any talk about it yeah so, i haven't I mean,
3: seen a lot yeah, of talk about it either i think people are probably mostly there. wondering what you're wondering which is what yeah. who's this for what is
2: this
1: yeah. yeah maybe maybe it's something that we can just kind of partition off and say like this is for the ten and under crowd and yeah that's probably it really yeah i mean the ui yeah. screams you know it's Can't for see, the younger yeah. audience yeah. yeah i mean it's very bubbly bright it has those pastels you've seen a lot of ios games Mm-hmm. yeah there's a corollary there
0: yeah Uh,
2: so let's move on to the next story Um, Epic Games versus Apple to put it short and help me here because I might not be 100% correct so Fortnite was taken down from the iOS store because of tensions between Apple and Fortnite F- Epic Games has been saying oh Apple's taking too much of a cut and wants to fight for game developers who are on the service and are getting stiffed for money. I guess. Yeah. Uh, even and um, yeah, they they took and they're to kind court. of running with it,
3: being like the it, this isn't really hurting us, but it's hurting the little guy, and we yeah. can fight for the little guy, whether that's you know disingenuous or not. Uh, they're they're not wrong in that. Like it, there is an argument <laughs> to be made that like thirty percent is pretty high, you know, for 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 yeah. a take and. They are right in that they could afford it and that the little guy, you know, maybe can't afford that as much. So whether their intentions are, are, are you know, good or or bad, what their arguments are good. And that's what I think kind of makes it kind of weird and complicated because feels weird defending a giant corporation, but, like, a lot of things they're saying are, you know, correct.
2: Well, but also there's some big consequences from this too. So they're saying that if you own a mobile device then these companies can't dictate like a monopoly over like with just one store on the device right Mm so you like on apple you can't have um the epic game store you can't have um on live for example way back in the day they didn't let it on that platform
3: whereas Um, like on pc i can download steam i can download epic i can download itch i can download gog um, exactly. Yeah. So
2: there's no competition there, and there's nowhere for developers to go to, right? So if this and goes Android, through, and Android, you can
3: kind of sideload stuff by you know going to a website and just installing it, but Apple doesn't really allow that, or if it is possible, it's not. Um, you know, like not naturally possible. You have to like you know hack your phone, basically.
2: So yeah, Obviously. if one of those injunctions come through, well, what does that mean for PlayStation and Xbox, right? Because on their systems, only the PlayStation Store and uh, the Xbox Store are available. So, what happens then? Does do others um, put in a lawsuit towards PlayStation and Xbox and use this court case as an example? You know,
3: yeah. Or they might not have to because this we could see precedence set.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, for
3: multiple things in this in this case, one of the best things about this case has been all the dirty laundry that's come out. Yeah, like we've gotten to see all kinds of like you know documents that we wouldn't normally get to be you know, privy to like uh there was one document in particular where it showed how much Epic paid for the uh free games that were being given away. And it kind of showed like um, you know, how much they paid uh the the uh you know the 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 publisher for the game, which I've always grabbed those games, even though I don't really personally play much in Epic, because I always assumed like, oh maybe if I download, you know, what remains of Edith Finch on Epic for free, maybe it kicks some money to the publisher but from what these these documents seem to show it looks like it's just a flat rate which um i don't know you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of gambling like is the exposure worth the um you know the 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 getting less money cuz maybe i don't know what you know a game is but now, now this is my favorite game or favorite developer i don't know it's 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 kind of a tricky situation but um maybe it's helped i don't know but that was something that i i was you know excited to learn cuz i wondered how that worked
2: and this is big for apple as well because if they lose that revenue from in-game purchases you know then you know they they're kind of in trouble right <laughs> you know if that's if that revenue all, all, like hu- like 100% goes to epic rather than the 30% to apple they're going to be in trouble or Just- yeah
3: they may end up making less than they than epic's compromise you know cuz
2: epic was never like
3: we're not going to give you anything they were just like 30% seems a little high don't you think and apple went no that's what everybody <laughs> pays that's what you're going to pay and then that's when epic was like okay well, we're going to we're going to go to court um another thing that was kind of neat to learn from this too is we learned that sony's been paying epic for um the crossplay thing
2: yeah that's that's scummy <laughs> which
3: well, I, I see I, I, that bothered me at first and I still don't know how I like completely personally feel about it, but I was trying to find information to support, you know, that being a good thing or, you know, that, that kind of side of the argument and the way I, I, uh, had it explained to me by somebody that, that, you know, believe that, which I thought this was interesting. Sony is giving the most away there because Sony has the biggest install base right now. Sony's got the most sure. playing in their ecosystem. So they're like, yeah, we'll open up our side of the fence, but we're giving way more than we're getting out of it. So I I still think it's kind of ridiculous, but like I I also kind of see their argument in that like, hey, we've got everybody playing over here, and people that are playing here are playing like that. But that benefits us either way. What are we gaining by letting you know Microsoft and Epic and Nintendo access this user base? So it was interesting to see too in the emails, like uh, Epic was telling in one email, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like Epic said something like. You know, we can make it a timed thing. We can announce it together. We can even make it like Sony. You know, you guys are the good guys to Sony. Like, you know, you guys are agreeing to it. It's going to happen either way. You know, might as well just like you know jump in and embrace it. Um, and then, of course, you know, eventually it ended up being the you know the the the, the pay the pay the, the, where they paid. But I don't, it's just it's been interesting. I don't think Apple. I don't think Epic. I don't think PlayStation. I don't think most of these developers. And this has probably been interesting for Eldar to see too. Because a lot of things where like developers are usually signing like NDAs and agreements and contracts, those are just being shown publicly now. Like usually, the, 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 there's there's details that we're learning from this case that usually like you know the public just wouldn't know. So like a contract you might sign when you're you know developing a game, you know with Epic or or, or Apple or whatever. Now like that information could just be out there, and it's I don't know. It's it's interesting.
0: It
1: is.
2: Yeah. So Elder, what do you think of this? I know. You're a, uh, a mobile game. Well, you're at a mobile game developer right now. You work for one at People Fun. So I'm like, the, I, I don't know how much you can say about Apple and uh, Google Play Store, but um, what, what are your thoughts?
1: It's a little tricky. So I think you guys articulated the Epic versus Apple um, sort of kerfuffle pretty perfectly. Um, but I, I have been a, even at work. I'm, I'm pretty vocal about the fact that I think Apple takes th- way more than the gentleman's share. From, from gaming companies and I think that's something that uh, was a pretty obvious pretty obvious change I think it was a uh, process set in place a long time ago uh, before the industry bef- uh, before the gaming industry matured right so may- maybe things that uh you know might have been tit for tat back in 2004 maybe in 2021 aren't really gonna aren't really gonna be flying by right. I think that it's. It seems really bad shit. What this? How this court case is un, is is unveiling? Because not only was it premeditated, I think the fact that you know whenever Epic you know um, sort of baited Apple into getting their game delisted, and then the next day or even the same day, I don't even know. It might have been the same twenty four hours having that commercial. <laughs> ready from the 80s directly aping that apple that super mega famous apple commercial yeah it all feels very premeditated right and
2: like and then, yeah they had to have had that ready they had that ready. like yeah yeah the free Fortnite hashtag those 3d
1: models that yeah. those that animation that takes that takes months by the way yeah.
3: to, to, <laughs> which means to, <laughs> to they to knew apple wasn't gonna play ball
0: you know there was so, a
1: yeah. team of animators and 3d modelers and graphic artists at Epic doing this way before we, the public knew anything about it. I, I just think
2: that's hilarious that there Do was you this... think that's weird from a C, for a CEO to do that? Do you, do you think it, that's kind of bad well, business? Well,
1: think about the energy at, at Epic at the time. Like that's exciting. Yeah. To be that to be that fly on the wall, they were probably just amped, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I and
0: mean,
3: Apple, yeah, Apple's a massive, massive, massive company. Like, right. it, yeah. Yeah. Epic is right when they say like most companies wouldn't be able to, you know take this fight to them because they wouldn't be able to I Epic mean...
1: was in a position to, to where they could do that but at the same time though you know i mean epic is poised to become you know they could be an apple in four or five years in the gaming sphere yeah. kind of how steam valve is right now you know they're trying to take market share away from valve with, with yeah. the epic game store and they're and they're operating in the red and they admitted that they're going to be operating in the red for years to come like you said josh right, right. i think yeah, that was inter- i think that was interesting
2: i think that was interesting Part of the and like that, of that,
3: that that tide can turn. So, like right now, they're in the right. But like, like you said, in five years, they could be Apple or Steam. So, like... I think
2: Steam needs competition because I don't like its store interface and I don't like how it, um, I know highlights certain games in their store. You know, um, but. Yeah. I don't know. This this court story is insane. I I I wouldn't be able to give it any justice. <laughs> check I, out IGN.
3: Yeah, check anybody who's curious. IGN, they, they, uh, Rebecca Valentine and, and a few other uh, writers as well at other, a few other websites. But Rebecca Valentine at IGN, she's been going through and like writing articles on like everything going on in these courtrooms and like it's it's a lot of information. And they're they're like you know she she and other writers that are working on this. They're like listening to these phone calls. They're they're watching the 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 court proceedings. They're, they're they're when these documents become available, you know, they're the ones that are like combing through them and finding what's relevant and 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 legalese is really uh, boring. So like they're making it easier yeah. to to read in these articles. So yeah, definitely check out IGN. Uh, that's where I'd recommend. That's that's why I've been able to kind of keep up on it because I, I otherwise I, I wouldn't be able to. I mean, there's just there's there's so much. This is a really really big court case, and like like Chris said, like precedents could absolutely be getting set in this but, and that's why it's such an important kind of case
2: but i wouldn't be giving this any justice if i didn't bring up the hilarity of the beginning of the court session so i have an article here from the anna on game informer um epic games versus apple court hearing day one screaming Fortnite kids team sweeney takes a stand uh so this is it uh Today marks the first day of the Epic Games versus Apple legal battle where the former is accusing the latter of holding a monopoly over the mobile market. The first day is just one of many and it was a circus. To start, the dial-in number was accidentally made public, <laughs> so a large number of Fortnite fans called in to demand the game be brought back. One even yelled to the court, I would suck you all to get Fortnite mobile back!
0: <laughs> yeah, that was... uh... this
1: whole thing is is buck shit yeah wild (laughs) buck wild (laughs) yeah it's like inviting this hilarity to it it's it's like a circus it's not your average court i'm
3: actually hoping that we get like a like a like a like an hbo drama on this in like five years because it'd be really funny to see this you know done like a prestige drama series like
2: yeah there'll
1: be stuff coming yeah
2: for sure (laughs) and this is uh some other stuff that happened so the normally somber room was suddenly filled with gamers begging for fortnite mobile to be restored and a large number of fans chanting free fortnite (laughs) others blasted travis scott songs a clear homage to the in-game concert featuring the artist last year
3: (laughs) i just imagine being this judge imagine being a lawyer that's like you know familiar with like tech but not like familiar with gaming you know, beyond like what it is. Like there's like a lot of like gaming, like, uh, you know, culture and references and, and memes that are just being tossed to this courtroom. And like, we know what's going on, but like, imagine being like a lawyer and just being like, why is this person blaring Travis Scott? Who's Travis Scott? Like, you know, like <laughs> having to like ask all these questions. It's gotta be really yeah. interesting for the people that are not really, you know, into part gaming, of like, yeah, yeah gaming.
1: I'm uh, saying it's the weirdest thing. It's so wild yeah
2: but i think apple was doing a good job at fighting back against them because they've been saying that you know playstation and xbox have the same 30 percent cut as well why are you targeting us see
3: and that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping this pushes playstation and microsoft to go okay yeah 30 is pretty high because whenever somebody says what, what apple's saying which yeah apple's apple's right but when that gets brought up i'm like no 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 that's that that's not a defense point for you being right that just means they're also wrong you know like 30 percent. that's you're providing a story, providing an infrastructure, you're providing a console, like you're providing a lot of stuff, but like 30% still high, I think it should be like 15. And that's, that's I, I'm, not, I'm not involved with games, so I don't know if that's feasible, but that just feels like it's probably feasible, because every copy getting sold, every microtransaction, 15%, I mean, that's, that still adds up, that's still a lot
2: and i i think epic games can feels like it can get away with this as this as well because they pushed sony to do cross platform play right you know and they, they, can, they were they pretty adamant about well. that yeah yeah, so. yeah mhm and any final thoughts on this guys i
0: Can't mean wait for the so... tv
1: show <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good oh, the mythic it? quest or whatever revolving around this is going to be awesome but mm-hmm. So, I mean, as my studio's main product is um, a top charting mobile game on Mm -hmm. iOS.
0: Yeah.
1: I I mean, it's pretty. I I have a way of feeling about it. I think Mm -hmm. it's made obvious based off of that. So, you know, I'm I'm ruined for who I'm rooting for. But, uh, yeah, I don't think this is even close to being over. Like, I'm excited.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd be funny if they integrated some references to the court hearing in the game. You know, like,
1: well, that's the that's, thing, right? Epic is being a, I mean, you know, let's call it, you know, a chicken, a chicken. Epic is kind of trolling with it. A they little are, bit. Yeah. they
2: are, yeah. It's the
1: like because <laughs> they have the resources, right? They can, yeah. and they have a, a kind of a, a admittedly goofy game, and. You know, it, it it does seem very Wall Street bets of them in a lot of ways. I think stupid, it was like stupid ways.
3: It was like I think I think it was like seven billion dollars that that was revealed that they've made off of Fortnite. Like it was wow. like a huge fucking number. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, they could take half of that and throw it at the court hearings. You know, like <laughs> like like you said, they don't have anything to really. They they can they, they can bankroll. It. They can fund it.
0: Yeah
2: uh so i think that's it for our discussion on news we'll be moving on to listener questions after this break welcome back ladies gentlemen and uh fellow folks um we're back we're going to be talking about what we're playing but i wanted to give you a bit of an update on uh a new story we just did so I actually found why Microsoft hasn't reduced its um, take to 12%. Um, This is what Microsoft has said. Yeah, they talked about that. And then they
3: backtracked, didn't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah, they said uh, Microsoft is not making any money on Xbox systems and profits from the sale of services, games, and add-ons to them is to provide the capital needed for the production of subsequent uh, devices. See... I saw that too, but that's not
3: just a Microsoft thing. So I don't know why that's been such a big news story. Uh, traditionally, all console manufacturers, they don't make money on their systems. They sell them yep. at a loss. Like the PS3 was sold at a massive loss because they needed to get systems and houses. Yeah. Nintendo is like the only company that traditionally is usually able to not lose money on their systems. But like, other than that, yeah, Microsoft and Sony, they always sell their systems at a loss. So, yeah, I don't know.
2: And they got that from game pressure, by the way. Um, didn't get an all good site. good site. Yeah, yeah, it's a good site. Mm-hmm. I but should... I mean, I do
3: see what they're saying. They're like, "Hey, we're not making money on the systems. We don't make money on this. We make our money on the stuff on the system." But I don't know. My so, my argument is, it's still Microsoft. Like they've got money,
1: you know. Let's let's get into the existentialism of this of this debate because I I I, I ask one question. You guys have you guys have probably worked in corporate America, right? Mm-hmm.
2: In the no, second, I'm in Canada.
1: well Well, for for, for anybody listening that's worked in in corporate america also josh um anytime something you know even breathes towards not making a profit it gets thrown into the trash um how why the fuck does why the why why do they make consoles that operate at a loss like is it for name recognition is it, uh, like, is it like a node that, you know, maybe makes money somewhere else? Like you see, the, you see Microsoft and Sony, you know, just eat money just across every console generation. Like I remember Xbox, uh, I remember Microsoft, you know, announcing that, you know, they took, they took a hit on even the old, old school Xbox on the 360 on the one, like, I just don't understand why would you keep doing, you know, why would you not change a business model? That's just like
0: hemorrhaging. Yeah, I, I get like,
3: when you're new. Like. I get like Xbox like the, for their first system, the original Xbox being like, this thing's got a four gig hard drive. Memory cards are stupid. You know, this thing has got four controller ports and we're going to sell it at a loss. We can aggressively, you know, get into the marketplace to compete with, you know, Sony and Nintendo. I get that. But then, like you said, I don't get why they wouldn't be like, well, let's just make the 360, you know, profitable, even if it's just a little bit like 50 bucks a system, 20 bucks a system.
1: A company only exists to make profit. So why yeah, would you for decades not because, make a profit on
2: something? Because they're not selling consoles anymore. They're more of a service company. Um you know, they're selling entertainment services. They're probably getting a cut from all the Netflix and uh Disney Plus downloads. Um you know, and how many people are actually using that service? You know, as as part of the kickback. Oh, I don't think about
3: that. Okay. Yeah, they like, probably there's... do get a little bit of kick from like stuff like yeah. oh, like like HBO can say, hey, we noticed that, uh, or Xbox rather could say, hey, we noticed this person's using you know HBO twenty hours a month or thirty hours yeah. a month on our on our system or whatever. We're providing that service
2: because PlayStation I... Plus, PlayStation Now, they're pure profit, pretty much. You just need to license the games, and you're good to go. You know um so that's where they're getting the money from they're getting the money from the 30 percent cut but they're also doing their own services on there that will give them that money they need to keep it running
3: oh uh eldar on that uh when i when i worked at gamestop my manager i mean you know this is almost purely anecdotal because i don't have a source other than like my manager at gamestop but uh, they told me that microsoft sells uh microsoft and sony make a lot of money off their accessories like they were telling me that like controllers are like massive money makers because they only cost them like, you know, 20 30 bucks to manufacture Then they sell them for 60. So, no. Oh,
1: okay. I I've, I was told that's why
3: that's why controllers are so expensive because people used to complain about, you know, controllers cost the same price as a game all the time. Um Yeah,
1: I um I can see that, you know, I like like you guys said that they make a lot of um secondary income from a lot of these digital services, which all which makes me curious about the um, urgency of increasing Xbox Live's cost, and then back backpedaling that immediately yeah. from earlier this year, because like mm-hmm. they were obviously you know from from a consumer point of view they were obviously in a pretty big hurry to increase the price by like what what was it? It was insane. It was like a hundred bucks yeah, every three months.
2: Crazy. Yeah,
3: they were making yeah they were making it like harder to to get gold, and it was like only available in like. I think it was like an annual I don't know you couldn't do month to month anymore. And of no. course their whole thing was like let's make Xbox Live Gold the worst deal so people will get Game Pass. But like that's not the way to do it, you know? Like it's not how you make it's not how you sell a product, you don't make one of your other products worse.
2: I think they were in that in that instance and um, we're going off um the train I guess off the tracks. Um but I, I feel like that they were doing that so they can bolster the numbers on xbox game pass they could say oh hey square Enix, hey capcom put your games in our service because we have 50 million subscribers Mm. subscribers you can get so much money out of us
3: i feel like they should just get rid of gold and wrap it in a game pass and keep the price the same but then like in a year or two increase it to 20 bucks a month because i still feel like i'm i still feel like i'm underpaying like honestly i know it's microsoft and like you know i've got my thoughts on capitalism and stuff but like 15 dollars a month for 200 plus games like i wouldn't mind giving them 20 bucks like the, the chopping I, I block like for me go on and grab man, a game that i haven't played
1: the chopping block for me because at one point i think i had all of them was stadia gone apple arcade let's get that out of there P- ps plus gone Game Pass was the the contender. I mean, how yeah. could you say how could you not pay fifteen bucks? Even if you're not actively playing, you know, games on it in your backlog, it's still there. Like the value. It's, it's, yeah, it's
3: worth having just for the, the the digital shelf of like I've got games I can play if I'm looking for something.
0: Yeah, and for
3: indies too. Like there's usually a couple of new indies every month where I'm like, oh, cool! I didn't even know about this game, but I do know about it because of yeah. you know this service.
2: I just hope they get enough of a cut because we saw. Uh, the Epic Games Store kind of like list leaked for like the indie yeah. titles they put on their thing, and they were getting like a dollar or two or three per game sale, depending on like the deal they made, right? So yeah, let's
1: not let's not be worried about any of these gigantic conglomerates. Let's be worried yeah. about you know the devs of like Spiritfarer. Like let's let's yeah, make sure yeah. they pay their bills. Then yeah. we can worry about that. I, I would think it's
3: probably going well since a lot of the games that launch in game pass are are also usually in the top selling games yeah like mlb the show and outriders were both like i know those are AAA games but those you know like i I feel like it's probably similar for the other games like i wouldn't have known what spirit bearer was if it weren't for game pass and it's not that i don't like the game i I love that game but like that's that's how i discovered it Mm
0: -hmm. that's how i
3: played it that's how i bought it you know, like, that's, that's, that's how I find a lot of these games. But I also don't know, I don't want to buy, be naive and assume that, like, most people are like me, where they're like, oh, that game's really cool. I love that game. I'm going to buy it. Because, you know, yeah. some people might go, well, I'm glad I got to play that in Game Pass moving on. You know, so, yeah, it's tricky.
2: Yeah. So let's take this discussion to Resident Evil. And we, we have a few listener questions here. One is from Andrew McMahon. Um, as McMahon Bearpig, he's a friend of the show. Such a um, good Twitter handle, yeah, McMahon he's great. Bear Pig. He's great. And he asks, uh, "Do you think a Resident Evil game will ever come close to the Resident Evil Two remake?" Um, Eldar, let's go with you first.
1: This is assuming that the Resident Evil Two. So the conversation about which Resident Evil is best is really that's a hot debate. <laughs> like that is, a, yeah. that is a hot debate. While I think that like the Resident Evil Two remake is is of like a different. You know that's a different shelf, right? That does, that's a high quality game. Personally, my favorite is four, and then seven, and then maybe two, and then maybe like three remake.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What was the question one more time? Um, do you think a Resident Evil game will come clo- Ever come close to Resident Evil 2 remake?
1: Oh, I think that. I think that you know, uh, four remake yeah, will probably. Four already did. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think, but once they remake four, once yeah. that hits store shelves. I think that will be of two quality, two remake quality or higher because they are, you know, I, I think they're going to put a lot of effort and, and love and TLC into four remake. Like that's the game that they've got. To,
3: yeah, they've got to recognize how big that game
1: is.
2: I, I, I think they've yeah. realized that as well, because I think M2 was on the project before and they're not really known for big scale console quality games, right? They're more. Do oh like yeah, that's right. They moved the development in-house, again, and they moved they? it to Capcom. It's kind of similar yeah. to Final Fantasy 7 remake, where CyberConnect two were making it before, and then Square accepted that. Now we're doing it. So yeah. I, I think Resident Evil up. four that, that's going to be a big project for Capcom.
3: I, um, honestly, I agree with Eldar too. If 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 they if, if Resident Evil four remake, like they could they could almost barely change stuff. Like they could literally put Resident Evil two remakes controls to, and no. graphics. Maybe yeah, yeah. we just disagree because that game I, I've replayed that game four times this year. I replay it all the time. That original game still holds up very well, like, they yeah. really wouldn't have to change too much. I think the hang up to the though. controls, though. The like, controls on...
2: suck in Resident Evil 4, in my opinion. Like, I can't deal but, with like, it. But, like, I'm just saying,
3: if, if, if imagine Resident Evil 4 remake with Resident Evil 2 remake's graphics, yeah, then and I'd controls. Be down. No,
1: yeah, like, no, yeah, Resident Evil even... 8's graphics at this point. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 true. the village.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It would look that good. Better. Because it's gonna come out in like two years, maybe a year. I don't know.
2: Maybe yeah. three. Uh,
1: so the question is, you know, will a game reach the quality levels of Resident Evil 2 remake? Quite uh question. I think four remake
3: can. Yeah. I think
1: we I think seven and and eight already are of the quality, you know, in my opinion. I think they're of the quality. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
2: Oh, that'd be interesting to hear from Joseph on that. I might ask him the same question next week because he's—I think his favorite, one of his favorite games of all time is Resident Evil Two Remake. So,
0: and Seven, I think hears. I've heard him say. Yeah, and Seven on too. Or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I really like Village so far too. I know we're going to talk about it yeah. in a few minutes, but Village is very good so far.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: And and you know what is very good? Tea. And Jake Free asks on Twitter, uh, "Can Chris just explain how to make tea?" What's the process? Why am I putting milk in it? Sugar? What aisle is it in? What kind, of, what kind am I getting? Does it have to be hot? Do I have to invest in the kettle? What's its purpose?
3: I like, um, find, I like seeing British people realize that Americans don't all own kettles and that we use the microwave or the stove to boil water.
2: That's British actually kind of mind-blowing to me. I, like a, I have a kettle and a
1: French yeah. press. Nice. <laughs> and a microwave that I use
2: a
0: lot <laughs>
2: um so to explain um yes uh get some orange pico tea so uh, something of like the pj Ti- the pg tips brand or uh red rose or um tetley something like that um put in the tea bag first y- use your boiled water from a kettle pour it in that it Stay there for like a minute or two, and then put the milk in. Stir. Um, I don't put sugar in, but if you want a bit sweetness, in
3: tea. that's new I'm, information for me. Uh,
2: with orange pico, yes. Um, okay. you can do it with Earl Grey as well, but I'm kind of weird with that. So most English people, when you ask for a tea over there, it's going to be orange pico. It's hot. It has milk in it. Um, not too There's... much milk though. Just do a dash of milk. Um. And then a spritz. <laughs> no, Chris, do like... you like
1: London Fogs?
2: Um, I tried one. I I didn't particularly like it. Gotcha. Um, for Chris, me,
3: this has been uh, eye-opening. I learned how to make tea in Halo Three, so this is <laughs> this is this is different. This sounds like it'll taste better. I oh, just got the... that. But yeah, yeah.
2: I, okay. I I would totally get uh, some orange Pico tea. It's nice and relaxing, but it also, you know, it's a, it's a good source of caffeine, you know? Like, if you don't want something as heavy as coffee, go for it.
3: Chris, do you like coffee?
2: I can't drink it, actually. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Is it just too American? No. <laughs> yeah, it's too American. I'm allergic to it.
0: Oh, fuck. <laughs> you got me.
2: Yeah, I, I can't drink it. It gives me migraines. Oh, Okay. Oh. Yeah, it gives me the shakes. Yeah. I I I have not
1: yeah, I think I've I've had a few buddies that said the same thing and I was like that's not good.
2: It sucks as a journalist. Yeah. Like I have to <laughs> drink it or I do get a migraine. Like is I it the caffeine
1: it. or the 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 beans?
2: Um, I that's like if it's a really really good coffee, like the best, then I can yes. maybe drink it. But hmm. like if it's like low quality, nah. But because, like tea has caffeine it. in wow. it. Yeah, tea has caffeine in it, but not as much as coffee. So I don't know exactly what's going on, if there's an additive that's added to like the low-brand coffees. But um, my mum has it as well. She can't Hmm. drink coffee. Sounds like an allergy, to be honest with you. I think it's an allergy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's it's strange.
2: (laughs) Uh, I just closed the dock by accident. Oh, dear. Uh, Give me a second. What happened?
3: Now we're going to talk about the games we've been playing, and while Chris is pulling that up, I will start by asking Eldar what he thinks of Resident Evil Village so far.
1: So um, I, I, I'm, having, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I have zero complaints, really. Um, we're, I, I wasn't prepared for the question. So um, we are playing it in my house, and we're, we're, we're kind of treating it like a movie experience, uh, hmm. like about an hour and a half to two hours every night. Me and Barbara, my wife, will sit down and we'll, we'll play through it. And, you know, um, I like I was... doing
3: games like that. I've done that too with my wife. It's fun.
1: What, 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 what have you guys played like that?
3: Um, uh, I think like I, like the biggest one we did that with was L.A. Noir. Like, I don't know. That was just a relief. Like we would, both, you know, tackle cases and stuff. And that sounds cool. Chime in. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun.
1: That sounds cool. Um. We we did this we did a really similar thing. Maybe it's just horror games, but we did a very similar thing with Resident Evil 7 and Until Dawn, right? She yeah, play we played Until
3: Dawn too. Yeah. She would
1: play I would watch it and then now you know I'm playing 8 and you know she's watching it. But every time it's like this really fun fun thing. I think though I think though that it kind of has a week week hour maybe. It's it's an hour that doesn't you know, it doesn't do the Resident Evil thing of letting you explore what you want to explore as quickly as maybe the player would want to. Because, like, in 4, you know, because this game is kind of taking a lot from 4, 4, you know, took the gloves off and let you immediately kind of start roaming, you know, the village and stuff like that. But I think I think 8 is a little more cinematic in the beginning. It's almost um, like they
3: were afraid to give us control too quickly. Like, we gotta get everything set up, then you can play. Yeah,
1: but yeah. they do give you control and you can you can roam... The, uh, castle, uh, Demetrisk, I think I said that right.
3: I call Demetrisk. her Lady D, because I, I can never remember how to say that right. I just, that,
1: yeah. it's so fun, because you yeah. don't know, you don't know where she's gonna appear. It's got that yeah. feeling of, like, you know, it had that Resident Evil 4 feeling of, like, exploring an area, picking up, like, um, you know treasures that you can sell to the merchant it it feels a lot like four and i really really Mm -hmm. love that like i'm sure you know as a fan of four josh yourself i I think maybe you know you're liking it for a lot of the same reasons Mm -hmm. i am confirm this for me the pot breaking sound it's the
2: same goddamn sound it as sounds important. just
3: like it if it's if it's not, then it at least has to have been I, like them being like, "Let's replicate it as closely as possible."
2: I, I actually believe that it's the same sample because doesn' it sound as high quality as like yeah. it usually would sound, so
3: I get excited. Yeah. I love breaking those pots every single time.
2: <laughs> I kind of
1: agree with the Twitter sentiment that Mia's character I don't know why they changed it. I thought that was kind of weird, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, and the also, character
2: Mother was different, wasn't it?:
1: Yeah. She looks a bit whiter.
2: She it wasn't
1: the same act. Uh, I I
3: didn't even know it was me at first. Like I know that sounds gone, but I'm like, oh, this is somebody else. Oh no, this is me. Okay, yeah.
1: Guys, I got I have one suggestion. If you're if if you're listening to this and and you think maybe the voice acting is off, we're playing the whole thing in German. Here's why. (laughs) (laughs) Here's why. Why the why would it no, it I really think it enhances things. First of all. Lady D's voice in German whenever she's, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler, but whenever you're in the castle and she's talking, it's a lot more menacing. But two, we're in a Polish castle
0: yeah,
1: and we don't have Poland as a voice as a voice option. What's the closest thing to Polish? German. It sounds weirder. It sounds more like fitting to the tone of the game because the tone of the game and the visuals and everything is very it's very European centered i think just like the art direction
3: it makes sense yeah they wouldn't all be speaking like an english dialect of america like you're an american dialect of english i thought that was
2: super weird like hearing them i hated it in american accents i that's so strange to me like why didn't they try to give them a european-esque accent to change it to german for five minutes thank me later but then even talking in german you forget Sometimes. about it. He sucks in English anyway. No, yeah. forget
1: yeah. it. No, hearing hearing the because let's be honest, like the stars of this game are the villains.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's yeah, a Batman's.
1: Know. It's a Batman's cast of villains, and they're all super interesting. Hearing them in German is wild. It's super. Meanwhile,
3: cool. yeah, Eldar, you're right. I mean, okay, I don't need to know what Ethan's saying anyway. Because here's what he, here's what he's saying. He's getting brutally almost murdered, then saying, "Damn, that's crazy." Mm. Like, exactly.
1: He doesn't even really. <laughs> we were joking about that last night. Something happened, and he went. Damn. <laughs> it's like,
2: react! Yeah, it's crazy? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm
3: I'm more traumatized and afraid of what's happening than he is, and he's experiencing it firsthand. Yeah. Plus, you know, like...
2: He doesn't really mourn for his dead wife at all. I said the same thing? What is just, that? What is that? Like, you can see it in the notebook he makes, but so, you can't okay. hear that in the performance at all.
1: No idea. Doesn't even see isn't even pissed about it he's like oh that was yeah. weird
2: <laughs> like he said like everyone's dying around me and i thought that he was said like, why, why does this I keep happening different.
1: to me and it's like, like why does this keep happening to you <laughs>
2: like are you kidding like it was it was it,
1: I, I noticed the same thing i was like he's not upset like maybe they were they might have been they must have been beefing for years because yeah. he does not have any sort of like remorse he's, about
2: he's his. definitely more worried about the baby though and i believe that performance when he's like seeing the i'm not gonna spoil it actually yeah Uh, but
3: it's it's yeah it is it is weird because the villains are all on a different level it's like they it's it's like the villains were like are i i don't know but i'm just saying it feels like the people that do the villains voices are like better actors because that's what we're getting in the game you know
2: i agree yeah oh my god lady the is the best she's so awesome
1: i i want to say this though and i hope it's not a spoiler spoiler warning Brief. I don't even think this is gonna be a spoiler. I'm sorry if you guys take it as one. She's not in the game that long. Yeah. No, nah, she's not. She's not in there a lot. It makes me wonder about the marketing. Was it like, are they? Did they react or was you know her presence? You yeah. know her marketing I presence. Was it? It's
3: you know? almost like they didn't think no she's gonna be as popular and now they're kind of like man we should have like she's like the Darth Maul of the game. You know like George Lucas <laughs> got rid of like the coolest fucking part of that movie and he he shouldn't have because Darth Maul is you know. Darth Maul, like he's great, but it was um, pretty
2: significant. It was like two, three hours. So, I don't know, maybe her castle was like the major point because I think someone told me, I think it was Joseph. He's, he, I think they said that it was like one hour, uh, for each every, every other boss. Like, actually, I think you said it that, just
3: Josh, it, but,
0: yeah. it
3: feels like the marketing, and it feels like I mean, it, it really feels like she was like a main character and like, like, was like. The, the, if I hadn't played the game, I would assume that she she's the big Betty. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would assume she's like um, like Sadler from Resident Evil Four. Like she's like the the main, you know, driving force. I but instead the same she's thing. like instead she's like a Jack Krauser type role, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's that's weird. Well, maybe a little bit more, maybe more like Salazar, but you know, it's just it's it's weird. I because wanna... yeah, I would have expected more of her.
1: I posed this question to my wife uh, who works in games marketing, and she said, No, this was calculated.
2: She's pretty. Yeah.
1: It makes sense that it but, was. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: I'm, I'm kind of glad they did that as well because I've seen so many games where they spoil everything, right? They show all the villains, they show what they can do and all that. So I'm kind of glad that Capcom decided to mainly focus on her because the first two, three, four hours, you know. Mm-hmm. They're kind of spoiled, but not really. And then we it's a surprise from there on in.
1: Did either of you guys think the dude to avoid spoilers? I'm not going to name him. He's kind of a hilarious name in pop culture. But the dude, with the uh, um, how do I say this? The hammer who speaks. Did you you did you guys think he was a good guy? He's um, one of the he's one of the four. And I thought he was I thought a-
3: he, I thought he might have been at first, or at least somebody that might not be 100% bad. Like, you know, maybe this person will end up helping me, you know? Yeah,
1: but, right? I thought he was, like, an ally. Not an ally. No, no. I was like, no, whoa. Not, a, no, not an ally. No. No, no. Josh, how far, the... how far are you in it?
3: Um, So I've, my, my playtime's not as indicative. I've been working on, like, guide screenshots and notes. And so I'm, my playtime's, like, 11 hours. But I think I'm actually probably, like, seven or eight hours in. So I think I'm a couple hours from the end. Because I've been playing it, like, I, I I explore, like, every single little, you know, inch. I don't leave a room yeah. until I've got everything. So I think the the playthrough times I've seen people um, kind of throw around are between 8 and 10 hours, depending on play, play style and difficulty. So I, I think I'm probably, in the last hour or two, um, to, you know, avoid spoilers, I've done the four sections, and I'm just past the, that, that fourth section now.
2: Mhm. And um just want to mention before we go on uh Capcom gave us a review code of oh, yeah. Resident Evil Village so thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um but what what do you guys think of the gameplay? Do you think it's improved from 7?
3: I I don't have any complete real I mean I have like some minor it? complaints here and there but overall it it, this is i I love how this feels like this feels great
2: i feel like there's more action focus of this one there's more enemies to fight there's less suspense i guess from my point of view and i'm trying to debate whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but i think resident evil village is trying to carve out its own kind of story its own gameplay style as it meshes like Elements of four it meshes elements of seven to create like a unique kind of feeling present for even. me,
3: seven feels like an amalgamation of like one and two mm. you know like let's 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 create like a spiritual successor to Resident Evil One, but with a little bit of Resident Evil two in there, like in terms of like it's a little bigger and a little more opened up, but it's still kind of you know constrained to you know not not a lot of ground being covered physically um you know still like in that one little area and stuff for the most part. And then I feel like Village is 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 like an amalgamation of like four and seven. You know, it feels like they were like, let's let's do a sequel to four, but let's make sure we've got some DNA from seven in there too. Um and I, I have to preface this next statement with four is probably my favorite Resident Evil. Like I just absolutely love Resident Evil 4. I think it's amazing. And I think even if you don't like four, your favorite game was influenced by four. Like it it probably was. Um The impact of four was just 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 ridiculous. So four is four is my favorite. And so I think that may might be part of why village is shaping up to be one of my favorites. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but like, just in the, in, in my, in my 10 hours with it already, like I'm, I'm completely like in love with most of the game, but I think that's going to vary for people that maybe don't like four as much, because this is very, very, very influenced by four. Like even the, the locations being kind of connected and structured, which I think is a good thing but i don't know if people are gonna like like it, it doesn't feel like there's as much backtracking because everything kind of connects and I, I like that i like not like having thing. to turn around and be like okay now i gotta go all the way back over here instead it's like oh i'm back here great like it just it, it, it's smart
1: like it in works. four when you get back to the village and it's nighttime
3: yeah it's and great. then you're like oh i go in this area now i got the key like that's perfect example that's that's so much of how like village feels it's like oh i'm back in this area it's a little bit different and mm-hmm. I've got this item I need to progress and I already know where to go because I passed by this earlier, but I didn't have this key. Like, it's, I, it's brilliant.
2: I have some complaints, though. I feel like, like the village itself is kind of hard to navigate through. I found myself getting lost multiple times because there wasn't, like, any landmarks that I could mm-hmm. say, okay, this is how I get to here. I had to pop the
3: map up a lot. It made me wish yeah. that there was, like, a mini-map option because I would have thrown it on for the village section.
2: Yeah, it was it was pretty tough. Um yeah. Other than that, I, I don't think I have any other complaints like other than it being a bit too dark in sections, like I can I could barely see. I moved my else. brightness
3: past what they recommended because yeah. I was like, I know this is supposed to be hard to see in here, but I can't see shit. But and he doesn't pull his flashlight out in areas where I'm like, he should have his flashlight out here. I'm gonna change my brightness settings.
2: It kinda makes up for it though, with its graphics, like the ray tracing is phenomenal i like the h and the hdr as well the that blend of like those two technologies coming in resident evil village looks stunning like i'd love to see love being in like a dark hallway and then seeing the flame kind of flickering Mm -hmm. in the backgrounds and that that kind of natural light kind of like falling from it it's just spectacular um all the lighting is cool too it's just yeah it looks gorgeous and i think um, we've got I to mention what,
3: the briefcase too briefcase is very good
2: the briefcase is very good but uh i did want to mention as well the art design like the gothic kind of art style to it and all the different how the different rims are, are, are articulate and like, very classic kind of european like it's it's, 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 Chris, it's does it remind meek. you of home no it doesn't no oh. it's, you, you weren't a an rich. Rich vampire. Okay, <laughs> I, it's 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 it's
1: kind of difficult for me to kind of come to a conclusion about Resident Evil Eight Village. Uh, you know, kind of where I am with, in the game right now because I'm so early on. Uh, Resident Evil's greatest strength is not only being comfortable and um, really kind of enjoying being in the in this like kind of creepy setting. To the point, it's not like Silent Hill, where Silent Hill, you don't want to be in Silent Hill, really. There's no familiarity with it. But, you know, the the third or fourth time playing through Resident Evil 4, or, you know, the fifth time playing through um, Resident Evil Remake on GameCube or whatever, there there is a sense of comfortability and, and wanting to be in that creepy environment. Because mm-hmm. it, it taps into this weird psychological comfort place that, you know, cats in the same part of our brains as horror movies do, right? Mm -hmm. and another you know another strength of resident evil is its replayability and having not beaten it the first time you know for the first time i think it's kind of tough to say they might have gone a little overboard with the replayability thing i think they know that resident Evil games are meant to be played more than once that's why they're at the length that they are maybe they went a little overboard with you know resident Evil 3 remake a game that you could easily beat in two and a (laughs) half hours in one day started it when the sun rose and beat it before noon it was crazy how short that game is but the one complaint that i have about village is uh well i guess i should say this my recommendation would not be to pl- would be don't play a game like prey the the remake of prey before you play something like village because there is zero environment environmental interact interactivity and i don't know if this is something that you know irked you guys but it had a very amusement cart kind of feel Whenever you're going through the castle, because as pretty as it was, as intricately modeled and designed as, you know, the stuff on the wall and the lighting was, you couldn't really do much with it. Couldn't really mess with stuff. You couldn't really shoot stuff off the table. It was all very, everything felt like it was super glued in place. That's how I felt anyway. So as 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 pretty as it was, you know, you see games like Prey. You know, the reason I brought up Prey was its environment was like basically... You know, rubber, like everything you touch, things go flying, Uh, there's particles and Resident Evil Ace environments just in the castle alone and a little bit in the in the village itself. It felt like everything was just tacked on and you couldn't really. The only thing you could really interact with. It's almost like Resident
3: Evil remake where like the backgrounds were like pre rendered. Like, you know, they they look really good, but you don't you don't you can't touch them.
1: And it's a different, like, it's a different thing with that one because, you know, they're, they're pre-rendered, but it's the same feeling still of like, yeah, I can't do much with this wall. I can't. Whereas Resident Evil 4, up.
3: there was like, climb over this, climb through this, shoot this, knock it over. Like there was a lot more like the ladders, the ladders in Resident Evil 4 alone.
1: The doors know? would break whenever, you know, villagers would, you know, go through them. Um, You could shatter the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, it, it, this kind of feels more almost like uh, on rails during a lot of sections, whereas 4 it was more like your, you know, the environment's a character.
1: Do you guys well, feel like maybe it was, and Chris, I'll pass it to you, kind of yes. tech demo-y?
2: Hmm. It doesn't, to me. Just because you can explore the environment, you can find secret areas, you can interact with the environment that way. It does some really cool stuff with the puzzles so i wouldn't say it uh, i i somewhat agree with you that like the environment is not as interactable as i'd like but yeah. it does reward you for looking into the um nitty-gritty of like the map itself
0: and the i already know racing. i'm gonna replay
3: this as soon as i finish playing it too like i already i know that for a fact like i'm enjoying it enough where like i know i'm gonna roll credits and then like a day later i'm gonna start a replay
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna throw this PSA out there too because I don't know this could help somebody out there. But one of the one of the bells for the puzzle is outside the window, and the, it yeah. can take oh, you. Mm-hmm. It's outside the window. You'll never just. It's outside the goddamn window.
2: I kind of found it pretty quick, to be honest.
1: <sighs> Lucky,
2: I I it. found
1: I found that one
3: before I found the one in the chandelier because I almost couldn't see that one.
1: Maybe it was my TV, but I was just like, "Is that? The, is it fucking outside?" Like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hated that. I was like and, and and my wife found it. I was like, what? It's outside? How'd
3: you see that? Yeah. Clever. <laughs> Do you guys like the crafting? I, I think the crafting works really well. One of my um yeah. I, I sometimes get a little bit of anxiety over crafting systems in games because they're too involved. Mm-hmm. As in like, you know, it's supposed to be something quick that I just, you know, I, I pull up and I can immediately see what I need to see, see how many resources I have, how many I'm spending, what I'm making. And you know, sometimes they're like just a little bit too involved, but this one feels like it's right in that sweet spot where you know, I, I don't get, like, anxiety, um, you know, messing with that
2: system. A, a lot of people complain about Resident Evil 3 Remake, but one thing I wish was in this was a dodge button of some kind. Mm. Like, for me, I found myself getting swarmed by three or four people. And I'm like, I can't dodge, I can't... Like, yeah, it's like they were trying to push all fantastic. that to the block
3: button, which yeah. I forget to mm. use the block button, because if a werewolf's trying to eat my fucking face... I wouldn't be like, oh, I know, I'll throw my arms up in the air. That'll.
2: And the, there's like <laughs> a counter system as well that is like hard to initiate system? for me. It's like a counter or something. The kick? I yeah, the kick. I, I, uh, I, I found that hard to use. Uh, but yeah, do you guys have any other. Final thoughts on Resident Evil. We went a bit um, long. We're going a there bit was long, a it?
3: section that was color coded, and I'm color so I was very angry oh. Oh. because yeah. we solved that problem like ten years ago, and I thought we were focusing on other accessibility, you know, uh, issues getting better. So I don't know why we're back to, you know, that. Uh, I'll be vague enough where if you're, you know, if you're, if you played it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, the lake area and the, um. Uh, control panel to turn electricity back on. I had to have my wife help me with uh, uh, switches sucks. at the lake, and then and then that. Which you know, um, I had someone that could help me, but like I'm just saying, if it weren't for someone else being able to help me with that, I, I would have been you should, stuck there. You
2: should write something about that. I think Capcom really should know.
3: I just I don't get it because usually, I mean, you know, not every game, you know, it has good color blindness settings, but like typically we've got that pretty well covered. Like especially in triple A games and really, you know, indie games too. Like we've really kind of, we, we kind of already fixed that. Now we were like, you know, working on other fixes. Like, I just, I don't know. I just don't get it. I was, I was, I was kind of surprised because I'm not used to encountering um, colorblind stuff. It, it, when I do, I'm like, Oh, I, I forgot to go into the settings and, you know, turn this on. But like, this doesn't have mm-hmm. that. So.
0: Uh, yeah. So it, I love the, I do want to and... say the
3: boss battles are great too. I, I I love the boss battles in this game. They feel like, the perfect mix between classic Resident Evil and, like, you know, I'll just say Resident Evil 4. Because, you know, they're 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 kind of um, atmospheric and kind of, like, not necessarily super hard, but more, like, just figure out what you need to do and do it, which I, I kind of like that more than being stuck for an hour on a, you know, difficult yeah. boss.
1: I really like the first one.
3: <laughs> yes. The only one I've yeah. seen.
1: But I was like, what? I, ha- I paused it and I was like, What? <laughs> what game am i playing right now yeah
2: that was that was, awesome. that was a really like, fun
1: one is this monster hunter no
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i still feel like it was also yeah. yeah it's really cool um but so... yeah r- really
3: really enjoying it so far and we'll be doing a dedicated review episode on this on this uh later yes, uh, sure. once w- once we all finish it and stuff um and uh yeah thanks again capcom for the uh the we'll review can- code I, sh- I should mention too i got a review code as well um for for making a uh, you know guides and stuff um outside of active quest so got two review codes
2: um i guess i should mention mm-hmm. uh so Eldar, cool. can you run through the rest of your games quick for us
1: oh yeah yeah um i so what did i put down i put down Resident Evil Village i am playing final fantasy oh god i'm going to get my skin alive for this next one here i'm getting i'm playing final fantasy 7 on the ps1 for the first time and oh, wow. I'm playing Magic: The Gathering Arena uh, way too much, way too much. It's not healthy at this point. <laughs> so yeah. is that is that the just like
3: the card battle or on PC like yeah. arena? Yeah, that's I've played that a little bit too. That's that's really
1: fun. They brought it to Mac and uh, iPad, and um, it's just kind of part of my day now. Like not 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 to say like I'll wake up and play it, but I don't know like if you guys really got into like a trading card game at at one point or. Maybe it was um, like I when was super
3: t- into Yu Gi Oh in school, like super duper duper. Which is like basically like baby Magic the Gathering, right? Like
1: yeah. I think they were made in conjunction. I think one, you know, doesn't exist without the other. But like,
0: yeah,
1: when Hearthstone came out back in 2014 or 13, whatever. Like, I I, I experienced something really similarly similar to this, where I just played it like every day. Like, I will I will simultaneously work and have magic going on here and it'll die down in like a month or two kind of like how hearthstone died down for me mm-hmm. but there's something about like building a deck that's really i really love that so having a lot of fun there final fantasy 7 has stalled a little bit for me i'm on like disc two not feeling a lot of motivation to go back and do it but i don't know i guess we'll have you I'll, played
3: slay the spire i've gotten really addicted to that and i kind of you know take breaks oof. and come back to it but slay i the that was really, really good fun. yeah
2: Oh, you'd love that one.
3: That's on Game Pass too. Yeah. If you want to, like, check it out. Hey, hey, Josh,
2: I've... what is Xbox Game Pass?
3: It's just the best deal. Uh, we used to call it the best deal in gaming, but that is—it's now just the best deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and also, the best part of waking up is magic in your cup. That's true. I,
3: I will have my morning like coffee. Imagine the gathering-themed coffee now. <laughs> deck of cards <laughs> in every cup. Oh, that'd
2: be cool. So, uh, Josh, do you want to go over a new Pokemon Snap?
3: Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, very, very fun. Um, if you're looking for something just relaxing, like, grab this. Even if you're not, like... You, you don't even have to be a fan of Pokemon, honestly. Like, do you like taking pictures? And do you like pretty games? And, like, this could be fun for you. Um, I don't even know all the Pokemon in this because they've got Pokemon from, like, you know, several generations. And, like, I could, I have, like, the first, like three or four game generations, like Pokedex is probably memorized, but like, you know, I don't know all of the ones, yes, you man. know, after that. So uh, there's even times, I don't even know what I'm taking a picture of. I'm just like, that looks cool. I'm going to take a picture of it. But yeah, if, for those that don't know, it's an on rail shooter, but with a camera instead of a gun. So <laughs> I'm going to describe it. That's what it is. It's, it's house of the dead, except for with a camera and with cute Pokemon.
1: Josh, and, I got um, to ask, I got to ask because I also, I bought this game. I haven't, I didn't put it on my active playing because uh, I've kind of stalled on it a little bit maybe because village came out I, I don't know but so I'm I'm really worried about the pacing in the beginning of the game where you'll go to a little biome and then you'll have just just unrelenting dialogue and stuff afterwards and it's really killing my portable pacing does that get better or what do you what
3: I think it dies on a little bit, but uh, as the, t- the tutorials and, like, systems stop getting introduced as much, but it's still a common thread throughout the game. Yeah,
2: And, then and I the wish tutorial- there was a
3: I-don't-care-about-story option, but there's, yeah, there's not. Uh, it's also really grindy. Um, I'm sure you've probably noticed a little bit of that. Like, you need to level up your research rank for an area before you can sometimes progress or get an item. And, like, that can take forever because... Mm-hmm thankfully in the, in the original, you can only show professor Oak one picture. Whereas this time it's one picture per unique Pokemon. So it's a little bit better, but there are times you're like, I've already taken the pictures I wanted to take of these Pokemon. I want to go to the next area. Or do the next thing now. And like, you're maybe still, you know, there. And so you have to kind of, you know, basically grind out experience points by, you know, taking more pictures of the area. It's not enough to be a problem, but like, in, in my opinion, it's close. You know, there were times where I was like, come on, game, I want to progress. But it's it's it doesn't doesn't affect the experience too much, but it is it is a little frustrating. I think
2: what helps it is when it gives you hints as to, oh, you can do this on the next run or there's something like random that happens that you've never seen before. Like, yeah, try a scan over here. Yeah.
3: Yeah, And then you scan there and you're like, oh, I didn't see the secret area or whatever. Yeah, so it's, I had a lot of fun on, the, it on It does about twelve tons and sixty four. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, it's um, it's it's also which I I I feel it's it's weird saying this, but I think it's kind of appropriate because it kind of shows where Nintendo is. We were talking about how they just missed the mark earlier, but then like you cut to this game and it's got mm-hmm. a really good like uh, social aspect. Mm-hmm. Like you upload pictures and people can leave uh you know uh, leave medals on it that see it and like it. Um and there's even like an accessory i haven't gotten it but like I'm, i kind of want to it's like a little thing that'll do basically do polaroid printouts of of, of your
2: your yeah. pictures like
3: that's the that's really film cool. in yeah like I, I really want one of those but yeah like i don't know this this I, I can't believe that we didn't get this sooner but i'm grateful we finally got it i was a you know a fan of the original for like you know i mean i i still regularly like would play that and this has replaced that now it's like I don't have to replay the original anymore. This this game's very clearly better, um, not just in um you know like depth and stuff, but also just like in features. Like there's just more to do in this game, so um, it's really fun. I did some guides for Tech Raptor. Um, that that was actually uh Eldar earlier. You mentioned you know you and your wife playing games together and stuff. Like this is one where my, my wife and I will play this together on the TV. We'll swap the controller back and forth, and she helped me do uh do the guides I was doing too because like in the guides I was doing, it was, like, looking for three- and four-star opportunities, and, you know, finding all the Pokemon in a given area. And it was really really fun. Like, oh, hey, look over there. You see, you know, like, yeah, it was really fun. So I would recommend throwing that in the TV, maybe, and playing that together, because it could be really fun to play together.
2: I need to get myself on those. Yeah.
3: Really (laughs) good. Honestly, probably, it feels weird saying this, but if the year doesn't get too busy, this could be in my game of the year discussion. I mean, it's not going to be, like, my number one, but, like, you know this. This could be like my number five. Uplifting
2: maybe. game of the year. That's probably. Oh probably yeah.
3: It. Well, that might be Resident Evil Village for me because it's <laughs> very, very fun. It, it's up, not it dour at me at all. I, yeah, it's not. It's it, it's uplifting because it is fun.
1: Boy, Chris really shot the hell out of me, didn't he? He went like five times. <laughs> he really <laughs> just
0: like I
3: oh the very beginning when it's not spoiler it's just immediately.
2: Yeah. I thought I thought I I thought you said I shot like shots fired at you or something. I'm like what? Oh no no Chris Redfield not Chris, Chris Redfield. Not Chris <laughs> yeah. I thought like I burn you somehow. I was like <laughs> oh no. No no, no. no
1: no no no. <laughs> I just randomly thought I was like God Lee he just really went
2: to town. Yeah, what a way, what a way to start the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> a horrible human being uh, I, also you. I haven't
3: played a lot of Bloodborne because I'm terrible at it but I've watched a lot of streams of Bloodborne and the Bloodborne influence seems to really be in Village too even if it's oh, just like an aesthetic and go. environments and setting it's you know it's 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 there
1: if you just yeah. like kind of briefly look at the TV while Resident Evil 8 is on certain points in the village you know you could be forgiven for being like oh is this Bloodborne? Huh. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. It, mm-hmm.
1: everything's got that fur like Vicar Amelia does or whatever Mm-hmm. Like all the werewolves. It's cool. It's cool, but very you know,
2: that, you know that moment in the game when you're first introduced to the village and you can see the castle for the first time? I instantly thought Castlevania. Like,
1: I'm,
2: I'm just thinking like Castlevania like what if like a new game looked like that? Right. Like, oh shit. Yeah, no, I kind of just...
3: want a first person Castlevania that's like this. Well,
2: not first person, but like a third person kind of souls like game. It'd be great. Yeah. 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 It just makes so much sense. It just makes I like, I don't know why Cap- Konami hasn't done it yet. It just Gotcha it was,
1: Pond machines.
2: Yeah, yeah. True, true. You know? They could be making so much Netflix more money. licensing. <laughs> oh
3: yeah.
1: Nothing I really else. want a
3: Silent Hill show to happen. If we don't get a game, if we could at least get, like, a big-budget live-action Silent Hill show, that could be so cool.
1: I, I wonder about that. I- I've, I've kind of had similar thoughts and of how that would look, right?
2: I
3: want some PlayStation 1 fog on there, though, too.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny uh so i'm gonna skip crash bandicoot 2 and talk about it next week it's the best uh, crash bandicoot i'll probably game. <laughs> i'll probably finish it by then but i do agree with you that is the best crash bandicoot game i've played so far i've played whenever before, anybody questions me one. on that yeah whenever
3: anybody's like no it's not the best one i always tell them i interviewed andy gavin years ago at, for <laughs> pixel volt r.i.p and he actually oh. said the same thing he said that crash bandicoot 2 you know, we just got everything right. We had the tight platforming. We had the the secrets, and it's like. And then he said something like three was really good. But we had all the vehicles and the the this and that, and it just it felt like we kind of lost. Anyway, so two's I choose the best very, one. Yeah, I feel very validated when I'm I, when I can back it up with with Andy Gavin agreeing with me. Playing
2: two though is kind of like deja vu because it kind of repeats the same. It does, yeah. So mine,
3: yeah, Eldar, did you play two?
1: I've only played uh karting. Bandicoot karting, or whatever it was. Oh, the, the right.
3: Crash Racing. Yeah. yeah. So, Crash- yeah, what Crash Bandicoot 2 does is basically, like, it's got, like, a couple of level motifs. So, like, think you've got, like, you know, the jungle world and Donkey Kong, the snow world, that kind yeah. of thing, except for it's, like, every warp room will have, like, a this level, a that level, this level, that level, and eventually like, a motif will get kind of faded out and replaced with something, but still, there's like, several you know, kind of variants on that, which there's only 25 standard levels in the game. So, it, you know, kind of starts to...
1: It sounds like you're talking about Glover.
3: Glover? <laughs> oh, man, this is much better than Glover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I hope so. When did that stop, by the way? Because every game in the N64 to PS1 to maybe early PS2 period that was a platformer, like a mascot, had, like, different fire... Everything was Avatar the Airbender.
2: Everything had different elements. Yeah. I can. That I can. Nintendo still kind of does it, but
3: they do. They do a little better of a job of it. I think.
0: Yeah.
2: F. Three changed that.
1: It. it did, oh, didn't what? it? Yeah, that sounds right. right.
2: Because Jack Two sounds right. really switched to that kind of like third person gun <sighs> play stuff. Ratchet stayed the same. Oh, works. okay. So yeah, GTA
3: Grandpa- influenced yeah. Jack Two, which kind of influenced the platformer genre
2: yeah and then because like the open world kind of like grand theft auto games were popular at the time they ditched platforming for action games instead you know yeah um that's my theory anyway
0: and then like
3: two global recessions happen now everybody wants every game to be 100 hours long and i'm like please stop (laughs) Oh, god, yeah, short right. games are good games. Yeah,
2: short games are good games, exactly like Resident Evil because it feels like a tight, yeah. That
3: experience. was weird when everyone was like, Oh, I can't believe it's only 10 hours long. I'm like, What are you talking about? That's you fine,
2: just replay it. And also, like, you have mercenaries, Chill Resident down. Evil 2 Calm is down.
3: you know, relatively short. You can, you can, people speedrun Resident Evil 2 remake really well, and it's it's so great.
2: Uh, so that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much, Eldar, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm actually a fan of
3: your stuff, too, so when Chris said you were coming on, I was like, what?
1: It was super fun talking to both of you. You guys are awesome podcasters, conversationalists. It was a lot of fun. Oh,
3: thanks. You're welcome back anytime, especially if you say things like that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome back, period, even if you didn't like
1: us. (laughs) You guys are really good. It It was super fun talking games with you guys.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so for me, you can find me at Panwell Writes on Twitter. You can check out my written work on The Gamer. Um, soon I'll have another article up on Game Daily, which is awesome because I talked to someone who worked on Returnal. Um, mm. uh, what else can you find me at? So, RetroWare, I have a review up coming for Shrek Superstar. Oh, hell, <laughs> hell yeah! And absolutely, I have to be honest with you. It's better than I thought it was. So that's a tease right there. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. You can find my news um, stories at The Gamer as well. Uh, Eldar, where can people find you?
1: Eldar, basically, on uh, Twitter. Easy cool. peasy, and that's do you it. Have
2: the, Are you doing Eldar Talks games still?
1: No, um, so me and Vaughn were doing that for a little bit, but um, I went ahead and closed the book on that, and we'll be starting a new podcast project in the near future. One, the only thing I really have to plug, other than my Twitter, is uh, my book is called Echoes of the Holograph, and it's available for sale on Amazon.
3: I'm going to write now? that down and check it out.
1: Give it a shot. Also, it's
3: I really inspired like inspired your... by stuff
1: like in- uh, Incredibles, uh, Invincible... And uh, God of War and Uncharted. It's weird. It's a weird book, oh, so but maybe you'll like so it.
2: It's a fictional book. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: that's seven awesome. individual really stories.
3: Your Eldar talks games too, so I'm looking forward to your next podcast.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's good to hear.
2: So the seven unique stories about heroes oh. and all
1: that. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a novel that's split into seven individual parts. The first one is about a. Um, a superhero who is dealing with mental instability and then it eventually diverges into the, um, resurrection of said superhero, uh, on an Island. And, uh, you know, he gets into some adventures. It's, it's, it's a weird one, but maybe some people will like it if they, if they give it a read. Mm. -hmm. Uh,
2: Josh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me
3: on Twitter at JerkJersch. And then the two articles that I would like to plug would be I just reviewed Before I Forget for RetroWare. Um, it just recently released on a console. It came out in PC a little while back, so it may sound familiar to people. Um, but it is basically is a story that centers around someone suffering from dementia. Um, it was hmm. a very, uh, uh, it, handled, it handled the subject matter uh, very well, and it was just a really empathetic game. I would really recommend it. Um, Yeah. And then I also, um, started a new, uh, series at RetroWare. Uh, it's basically a bi-weekly, uh, itch.io, uh, newsletter. Like, Hey, these games are on itch and they're cool and you should check them out kind of thing. Um, basically I just pick a few games and, you know, try to show them to people. Um, I thought it was kind of funny when Apple was, Making comments about itch during the epic thing because I'm like, hey, I just I I'm, I'm trying to like introduce people to itch because it's you know it's great and like Apple's over here besmirching its name. Uh, itch is great though. Like if you like games at all, check out itch because it's it's a super good storefront.
1: Mm-hmm, I agree. Uh,
2: so yeah, that's the end of the episode. Is are there any closing thoughts from either of you two? I like games. Mm-hmm.
1: Chris Redfield. He really. I'm saying whenever he. Like he just unloads on Mia. There's it was stunning, yeah. It was yeah, shocking. It was. I was like, someone someone at Capcom was really not digging the Mia character whatsoever. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> she, She's oh.
3: gonna go, we're gonna have Chris just
1: pop, pop, pop. Holy crap, this is a rare opportunity. I'm on a microphone, I can tell everybody to play a game called Onimusha Warlords oh. on the Switch. For the love of God, please, it's a Capcom game as well. Nobody bought it if you buy it. Maybe we can get another
2: Onimusha someday. Play it. That's all I got. I, I'm still surprised there isn't a remake for that. I haven't
3: played that so since bad. like the original. You know, like you know, back in the day, and like I loved it then. Is it has it held up okay? You think?
2: I think, I think it, I
1: think it holds up as well as like Resident Evil Zero, right? Okay. And, and not too bad. It's the same, it's the same concept as Resident Evil, but I mean, it's really just me and Tim Gettys out here, just really just pitching an Onimusha game.
3: So, I yeah. need a Tim Gettys Eldar, Onimusha podcast.
1: Dude, that'd be awesome. I would totally do that. would <laughs> <It'd> be great. <laughs> this is awesome, guys. Yeah, uh, thanks again
3: for coming on. And yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Sweet. Uh, thanks so on. much
2: for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully with Joseph.